Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rosa, and welcome to episode 62 of the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news, and we all are in an Xbox-related fun fact together. This show is on YouTube and podcast services around the world, so please subscribe in your favorite and leave a review. Xboxin10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles, which you can follow at Xboxin10. To start, I just want to thank everyone who tunes into the show each week. July was the biggest month for this podcast, and all I could do is thank every single one of you. If you could please, please, please go to your favorite podcast service and leave a review, it definitely helps with more exposure to grow this show. To formally start the show, let's talk game releases. The big games out last week included Tannenberg, Other Side, and Destroy All Humans. The games coming out this week include Reclita, Scully, Wizard's Wand of Epicosity, Steam Tactics, Mystery Mine, Clan N, Undermine, Fast and Furious Crossroads, Swim Sanity, and Hardcube. We are also somehow now in August of 2020 and Games with Gold has been announced. From August 1st to the 31st, you can grab Portal Knights on Xbox One, followed by Override Mech City Brawl on Xbox One from August 16th to September 15th, MX Unleashed from August 1st to August 15th on the original Xbox, and August 16th to the 31st, original Xboxes, Red Faction 2. Very disappointing month, but my gut is telling me at the August rumored show for Xbox, Games with Gold and Xbox Live Gold formally will be removed all into Game Pass. What do I know though? Just Ange. Now onto last week's biggest news stories, and we have seven to cover this week. Number one, Microsoft confirms Halo Infinite multiplayer will be free to play in up to 120 FPS. Tom Warren at The Verge writes, Halo Infinite's multiplayer mode will be free to play and support up to 120 frames per second Microsoft has announced. The news comes after a leak from Smith's Toy Superstores, which briefly posted details about Halo Infinite multiplayer on a promotional page this week before quickly removing them once the internet discovered the references. Quote, the legendary Halo series returns with the most expansive Master Chief campaign yet and a groundbreaking free-to-play multiplayer experience, and quote, read the listing. Quote, enjoy up to 120 FPS and greatly reduced load times, creating seamless gameplay with Xbox Series X, end quote. Clobrero, an Xbox leaker that accurately revealed previous Halo Infinite details, backed up the claims that the multiplayer mode will be free to play. The leaker also claims the arena mode will aim for up to 120 FPS, which Microsoft has also confirmed, and the multiplayer Halo Infinite will include a battle pass system and new customization options, which the company has not. What a bold and awesome strategy by Xbox. They truly are trying to make Halo the former beast it once was in the gaming industry. Not only are they going to have millions of people playing free-to-play, they're also going to have millions of people playing it through Game Pass. I think Halo Infinite is going to be a major platform for years and years to come. Number 2. Halo Infinite Developer 343 Industries Addresses Graphics, Multiplayer, Beta, and Microtransactions Adam Bankhurst at IGN writes, Halo Infinite Developer 343 Industries has addressed some of the biggest concerns following its Xbox game showcase reveal, including graphics, if there will be a multiplayer beta, and how the game will handle microtransactions. The answers to these questions and more were discussed on Halo Waypoint, and 343 came right out and acknowledged the feedback, both good and bad. That followed Halo Infinite's campaign gameplay reveal beginning with the graphics. Community manager John Jusek explained that there are two key areas being debated around the community, overall art style and visual fidelity. Quote, based on our learnings from Halo 4 and 5 and Halo Wars 2, along with strong community feedback, we decided to shift back towards the legacy aesthetics that define the original trilogy. With Halo Infinite, we're returning to a more classic art style which was a key message going back to the very first reveal that garnered enthusiastic and positive responses. This translates to a more vibrant palette, cleaner models, and objects with less noise, though it doesn't mean less detail. 
While we appreciate that this may not be everyone's personal preference, we stand by this decision and are happy to see it resonating with so many fans around the world. The second theme being discussed involves visual fidelity. Negative feedback in this area includes comments around characters and objects appearing flat, simplistic, and plastic light, lighting feeling dull, and flat and object pop-in. We've read your comment, we've seen the homemade examples of retouched content, and yes we've heard the digital foundry assessments. In many ways we are in agreement here. We do have work to do to address some of these areas and raise the level of fidelity and overall presentation for the final game. The build used to run the campaign demo was work in progress from several weeks ago, with a variety of graphical elements and game systems still being finished and polished. While some of the feedback was expected and speaks to some areas already in progress, other aspects of the feedback have brought new opportunities and considerations to light that the team is taking very seriously and working to assess. We don't have firm answers or outcomes to share yet, but the team is working as quickly as possible on plans to address some of the feedback around detail, clarity, and overall fidelity. The team is committed and focused on making sure we have a beautiful world for players to explore when we launch." End quote. As for the multiplayer beta flighting, Jusek reiterated what 343 head Chris Lee stated last week, saying their plans for multiplayer beta have been impacted in large part due to the challenges of working from home during the COVID-19. 343 is not sure a beta will end up happening but it is hoping to have an opportunity for broader hands-on before release. Microtransactions in Halo Infinite were confirmed back in 2018, but Junsec reassured fans that Halo Infinite will not include real money loot boxes. This should come as a relief, especially considering the level of player customization that will be part of Halo Infinite. As Junsec said, if you like the level of armor customization options in Halo Reach, you will be pleased. There are many other smaller details in this Infinite Inquirer's post, including the reduction of kill barriers and return to battlefield zones in the campaign to encourage exploration in Halo Infinite's open world, and confirmation that the battle rifle, BR-75, will be making a return. Additionally, the new grapple hook will make its way to multiplayer but will function a bit differently and will be available as an item that can be picked up on the battlefield. I recommend anyone interested in Halo Infinite this fall should read the full blog post on Halo Waypoint. I thought it was a good way and a fair way to address all the feedback they got, now we just have to see if the proof will be in the pudding this fall when we play it. Grounded takes giant steps, join community of over 1 million players on Xbox Game Preview and Steam Early Access. Written by Adam Brennicke, Game Director of Grounded, on Xbox Wire. We want to thank the community for showing support for the recent release of Grounded on Xbox Game Preview and Steam Early Access. In the first two days of availability, we've had over 1 million players explore the mysterious backyard, paddle giant spiders, and gather tons of useful materials, which has absolutely blown away our small team of 13 here at Obsidian. With so many of you interested in our game, we can't wait to bring you more to do in Grounded every month. As we look forward to building Grounded together, we want to let you know that this journey is just the start of the adventure, and we'll be making continued updates and fixes to ensure the best player experience possible. Also, starting August 27th, we will begin our first monthly delivery of game updates. If you haven't joined the growing community, come play in the yard this weekend and grounded players wake up in a suburban backyard after being mysteriously shrunk into the size of an ant. Guided by a robot named Burgle, players must explore, build, and survive while confronting the dangers and perils that come with suddenly being the size of an insect. Play single-player co-op with friends as Max, Pete, Will, or Hoops, and be sure to watch out for those pesky spiders. Oh, and if you have arachnophobia, we have you covered with our arachnophobia mode, making them way less spider-like. I want to highlight this new story as I checked out Grounded myself this week, and I really loved it. I'm not a big Survivor genre fan, but this game caught me, it looked great, it worked great, and I definitely want to keep going in there and building a bigger base. I also like where the story was going, but unfortunately it's just not finished, and you only get about 35 minutes of story. Can't wait to see what they do in the months to come, and I will definitely be there checking it out. Number 4, Battletoads will arrive on Xbox One and PC on August 20th, Tom Warren at The Verge writes. Battletoads will make its way back to the Xbox One and PC. 
Rare is announcing today that Battletoads will be available on August 20th on Steam, the Microsoft Store, and as part of Xbox Game Pass. The original game was developed by Rare and released in 1991, was a cult classic, and Microsoft confirmed its return at E3 last year. Much like the original, there will be a beat-em-up platforming and even racing stages. We all know Battletoads has been developed by Delilah Studios in partnership with Rare, and it pays homage to the original with a 90s cartoonish style. Rare is promising additional gameplay deep dives ahead of the launch, and the launch trailer teases a large amount of gameplay. It doesn't seem very reassuring that this game is that good if they didn't show it at the Xbox Game Showcase, but I guess we'll see soon enough as this game comes out this month. Number 5. Anthem Next Bioware Reveals Changes to Loot and Weapons Matt Kim at IGN writes, Bioware is still looking towards a refreshed version of Anthem dubbed Anthem Next. Today, Bioware Austin director Christian Daly revealed some updates to loot and gear in his first blog post since announcing his involvement leading Anthem to the next stage. The bulk of Daly's new blog post was dedicated to the changes Bioware Austin is trying out in regards to loot and weapons. This includes a more frequent and satisfying loot drop system, as well as a faster power ramp. You can read more in the blog post, but the key details that they highlighted were respecting your time, embracing choice, creating a rewarding loot experience, keeping it accessible and immediate, the reliability of equipment and rewards, and scale for the future. The Anthem team in Austin is also exploring ways to make gunplay feel more responsive and even the efficacy of introducing melee items and builds. I think I was one of the only fans of Anthem when it came out. I enjoyed the gameplay of it and what they were trying to do with the story. It was just the systems of it that didn't have me coming back. Hopefully they can have a big push with Anthem next and bring a lot more people back into this game, including myself. Number 6. Hawkeye is Marvel's Avengers' first post-launch hero. Ryan Gilliam at Polygon writes, On July 29th, Crystal Dynamics hosted its second War Table stream for Marvel's Avengers. The studio previewed the game's upcoming beta and gave players a look at Hawkeye, the game's first post-launch hero. The Marvel's Avengers version of Hawkeye is Clint Barton, the same character Jeremy Renner plays in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Hawkeye will play like the players expect, slinging all kinds of arrows across the battlefield. In the cinematic trailer, we see Hawkeye using a combination of melee and his signature arrows. Black Widow also mentions shock arrows, so Hawkeye fans should expect a variety of arrow types. I wanted to highlight this news story as I checked out the second War Table stream after being very meh on this game, and it actually got me very excited. I liked what they showed, I liked all the gameplay, and I liked the things that we'll have to do in this game. It even made me want to pre-order the game so I can get into the beta sooner, maybe I'll do that this week. And number 7, Star Wars Squadrons isn't planning a PS5 or Xbox Series X upgrade. Matthew Olson at US Gamer writes, By the time Star Wars Squadrons comes out, there's a good chance we'll know when the Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5 are slated to launch. Squadrons is dropping awfully close to the debut of the new consoles, but unlike some other prominent fall releases, there are no plans to let players upgrade to a next-gen optimized version. Still, the plan is to have the current-gen version of Squadrons work on Xbox Series X and PS5 anyway. Quote, we're not planning a separate version of the game for the next-gen consoles, end quote, Frazier writes. But yes, the backwards compatibility should work. Just a quick tidbit on this game, which I am very excited about. I'm pretty disappointed with this news. I want this game to look as beautiful as possible on my LG OLED on the Series X, but I guess it will only be naturally boosted by the power of the Series X and not optimized for the console. As always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox, and this one is about the name of Halo. Credit to J.A. Tat on TheGamer.com. The developers hated the name. Halo Combat Evolved was the first in a hefty list of Halo titles that would blow us away. However, not many people know Microsoft added the title Combat Evolved to compete with other military shooters. This comes from an interview for Edge Magazine with Jamie Greisner, who worked on the first three games. He and the rest of the Bungie hated it. He went on to say that naming Halo Combat Evolved is like naming a Metal Gear Solid stinking rediscovered. 
an interesting fact that I did not know myself. Thank you all for listening to another episode of the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please subscribe on your favorite podcast service, share with your friends, and follow on all social media at Xbox in 10. This past week, as I've already mentioned, I've been playing some Grounded and the constant Call of Duty Warzone. My name is Brian Rosen. You can follow me on Xbox at Rosen93. I hope you all have a great week and keep on gaming.